Welcome to the Women Defining Real Estate, a show dedicated to those driven to succeed. Each episode is designed to inspire new ways and ideas to create the business and life you love. Host Luna and guests share their insight and personal stories, giving you confidence to create and accomplish your own success. Go grab your favorite cocktail or a cup of tea as you listen to topics that will empower, educate, and spark that change because the world awaits. And now here's your host, Luna. First, I wanted to thank you for meeting with me today. And I wanted you to just let everybody know who you are and a little bit about Bria. Absolutely. So my name is Anish Dave. I am the CEO of the Broward Real Estate Investors Association, also the Miami-Dade Real Estate Investors Association. I've been a licensed real estate agent since 2002, a licensed mortgage guy since 99. I love real estate and I've done the corporate gig for a lot of years as a banker, as an auditor. I hate to say it, I did not like my J-O-B. So I'm happy to be self-employed and it's a whole different you know, sets of things that are happening that are different being self-employed, but the upside is awesome. So I'm pretty excited for you inviting me to actually speak with you virtually. I wish we were actually together at a place, but this will have to do for now. I know. I wish we could have done that too, but things are a little different now than today, but we have to adapt and adjust. But we'll surely get together soon and Instead of water, we'll have martinis with us. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> maybe I think that's we'll, what we're missing today. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll do an interview with the martinis. It might be a different kind of interview. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I actually think that would be a good idea. So tell us a little bit about right now what you're seeing in your market. And as an investor, I know that the market is starting to see some interesting trends. Yeah. So what's been happening really, especially here in the South Florida market, a lot of people with the Airbnbs are hurting. They're trying to liquidate. They went from, I've got some friends, eight to 10,000 a month to zero. So there's some trouble going on there. Unfortunately, with unemployment up to almost 25%, we're looking at over 4 million people not paying their mortgages right now and forbearance. So there are going to be some issues. To give you a good idea, when 2007 and the Great Recession, it took almost two years to get to 2 million people. We've done that in eight weeks. As horrible as this is, you know, we have friends that are losing homes, but it's going to really take real estate investors to get us out of this like it did in 2007. Unfortunately, I was on the wrong side in 2007. So I could really say what it's like and how horrible it is and what we're going through is something very different than, you know, no one expected it. I mean, it just came out of nowhere. But saying all that, there is a lot of opportunity if you're a real estate investor in this market. Do you think it's something that you have to have the capital on hand or are there lending opportunities right now as well? Yeah. So, you know, owning the Real Estate Investors Club, uh, luckily, you know, Brian and I, my partner here at Bria, the other owner, we're luckily sitting on a major cash position. So even before the pandemic happened, we felt like there was a correction already happening in 2020. So in November of last year, we started liquidating a little bit, building our cash position. Our lenders through our RIA, they're all lending. They're a little bit more conservative. Some of the bigger lenders, they might go you know, 90% on acquisition. Mm-hmm. They're going down to 80%. Again, it just depends on your level of experience. They're still trying to push money. They've all called us saying, we have money. We do know a lot of people that are actually doing deals. Also, our buyers, actually, other investors are begging for more deals too. So What I would say is like the mom and pop investor, they're a little bit on the sidelines, but the guys that are real professionals that are doing this, they're still buying. I'm seeing a lot of people kind of waiting and seeing what's going to happen next. 
I have a few of my colleagues kind of mentioning that there's quite a few of their clients that are waiting on the sidelines. What it really depends on, because since we have so many different buyers, we have a lot of buy and hold, right? So they're just looking at cash flow. So for them, hey, I'll get in right now. They're looking long-term to build their portfolio. It really doesn't make that much of a difference. To them, Those to are the savvy more. investors. Those are the experienced savvy investors. Absolutely. Yeah, the ones that understand that cash flow is key. Correct. Again, you know, I think also it's going to be a little bit like 2007 in the way that I think Florida, we're going to get hit hard. Like in 2007, unfortunately, we were number one in foreclosures back then. I think Vegas is going to have some issues also. From what I'm seeing through National RIA, they're saying New Jersey is going to be in there a little bit too. So it's almost the same four bad boys, Northern California, New Jersey, Vegas, you know, especially the Vegas area, and then Florida are the same four culprits again. You know, they're going to see a lot of foreclosures or modifications or issues in general. So. What do you think if you're a new investor and looking to get in on what may be an opportunity that's coming up in this market? What do you think the steps are? What would be the first step or advice you would give a person that's looking to invest in this market? So one of the things is definitely, you know, you're going to need some capital. Again, if you're brand new, be very conservative on your numbers. So I know I have a lot of realtor friends, but they're not investors. So they're only going to show you those three sales that, oh, it's booming area, or what they're showing you is closed comparables in the last six months, but they're not looking at what's active. So let's say, for example, you have comparables of houses that closed in the last six months that are identical. They're around the 250 range. But now you've got houses for sale for 215, 210, right? You can't use the 250 number. You've got to go to the low number. So that's the single family house game. If you're looking for high rises, like that's a whole different other game. Like again, you know, it's a new building, 200 units. The building just got finished. It's way too competitive. You're back into speculation. Don't go for the home run. You know, I know new investors. Hey, I want to do this. They've never done a deal, right? They want to do a 20 unit building. I said, hey, let's start with a little single family house and we'll work through it. So, I mean, we love the enthusiasm. We joke about it even online or your friends, right? Everyone has a friend that does very well in real estate. We probably get three or four calls a month of people saying they lost money on deals. No one brags that, hey, I bought that house and lost 20 grand or 30 grand, right? (laughs) No one wants to be that guy. Unfortunately, if it was so easy, everybody would be doing this too. So you just want to be a lot more conservative with your numbers and you want to make sure you have a solid exit strategy. And then if you're actually rehabbing or fixing houses, you got to remember, you know, some of the cities were closed. So those permits might take longer. So make sure you're adding time period. Maybe the project should only take three or four months, but you're putting that roof on. It might take two months, depending on the city, to get that permit. That's a good point. Yeah. So you want to make sure you're extra conservative on that portion. We always joke about if you're going to fix a house and you think you're going to make 40000 and you make twenty. I know it's still $20,000, but you're going to be mad. But if you think you're going to make forty and you make fifty-five, you're happy. You always want to be very, very conservative on those numbers, especially when you're starting out. Do you think residential and commercial, like if you want to start off with a commercial building, do you think there's a difference or it's just really all down to the numbers? It's definitely the numbers. Here's the issue on commercial because you're going to be dealing with sellers that are commercial and generally speaking, experienced investors. So if you don't have money, right? Like one of the first things you see on YouTube University, hey, no money, no credit, you know, no money down or whatever that is, you know, and our whole idea is that, you know, within two minutes, you know, you're looking at a million dollar property and you can't put down 
50,000 on a deposit, that's going to be a challenge, right? They're going to say, you know, you're wasting my time. So it could get a little frustrating if you don't have all your ducks in a row, because on the other side, it's going to be a lot more difficult. The single family, you're dealing directly with the homeowner, especially if they're having issues or working on probate deals right now, or if they're in foreclosure, it's a one-on-one basis. And if you start with, you know, helping them out and seeing what their needs are first, it makes it a win-win. A common mistake for new is what am I going to get out of this, right? Think about the other person, make it a win-win for everyone. If you do the right thing, it's amazing how many more deals and referrals you get too. So know, that's a good point to make as well. What I've mentioned to new investors or experienced investors, it's all about having a plan. It's all Absolutely. about knowing what you want to do. Are you holding? Are you flipping? Are you going to rehab? Because sometimes they just want to purchase something. They see the cap rate thinking, oh, this is a no-brainer. It's a 14% cap rate. And they just get excited with that and don't realize there's more to an investment property than Absolutely, right? I mean, repairs, they're not doing vacancy. They're not talking about maintenance. The area, right? If the area is bad, it's probably more risky. That type of tenants. I mean, I know with your experience property managing, you've seen it all. I'm preaching to the choir here. Yeah, I don't, wouldn't say I've seen it all because when I say that, then I see something new. So you do see some interesting and I have stories for days, but we can see yeah, that abs- for, for another. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing I always see, you know, people like, hey, residential or commercial. So even within the commercial, are you talking about triple net leases? Are you talking manufacturing? You're talking multifamily. A lot of newbies are like, hey, you're in real estate. You must know this. So the example I always use is if you had a heart problem, right? You're not going to the podiatrist. I know he's a doctor, but there's specialties within. You want to pick you know, something, be really good at it first, and then add on. You can't do everything. Starting with one thing and moving on to the next, for sure. And you Absolutely. learn a lot from just focusing on that one thing, whether it's a condo, townhome, or single family, whatever it is that you decide to do. And you can take that to the next level, knowing what you're doing at first. Even some investors that I've spoken to purchase a property, then hold it, and they manage the property themselves. And they learn a little bit about managing a property and managing a tenant. And then as they grow, then they hand it off to professional property manager. And then they understand a little bit more about what the property manager's role is. And it actually helps them be a much better investor because understanding every aspect of what it takes to have that property makes a world of a difference. And that's when you know that an investor has really, truly studied his craft. And the thing is that I've seen a lot of mom and pop, you know, investors. The problem is, you know, once you start scaling, you know, you get five to 10, like who wants to be dealing with issues with the washer and dryer, the toilet. So what you start really realizing is, you know, what's your per hour? Is it worth going out there, doing that, why not build it into your cost? So if you want to you know, scale it, you got to make sure you add that in there, you know, property management. And then I don't have to tell you about notices. And you know, I can't tell you how many people do all the notices wrong and with evictions. And we joke about with YouTube. I mean, there's videos on there, hey, how to stay in your property when you're getting evicted. I mean, you know, people really? are learning. I'm going to look yeah. that one up. I'm curious yeah. to see what that yeah. one so, says. Send it to me. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I'll have to find that for you. Someone sent one to me. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So <laughs> basically, you know, you want to make sure you get a good idea of what your craft is, is really what I get. The other big thing I always tell new investors is stop chasing. Meaning, you know, they saw some Facebook ad or, hey, I want to do tax deeds today. Oh, no, I want to do lease options. Oh, I want to do seller financing. Whatever the new hot thing is, they want to jump on the bandwagon. And then they don't really understand how to do anything. Like they're all over the place. I kind of joke about one of my favorite places, Cheesecake Factory. The menu is massive. But the menu, you know, I sit there with my wife. You know, after 20 pages, it feels like looking at items. The waiter waitresses comes and I always say, okay, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. They come and I get the jambalaya and I get the orange chicken, <laughs> meaning it's overwhelming. And that's what happens with real estate, right? If you're trying to learn so much, you're going to be really not learning anything or not good at anything is what I should say. I call that amateur monopoly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like that. I'm going to steal that. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. I'll give you credit. <laughs> I hope you do, but I don't think you are. Hey, <laughs> you'll see. I'll film it. <laughs> I want to see it. <laughs> I can't thank you enough for this, but this conversation has just been empowering. And I really thank you for taking the time to let us into um, your I'll world. I do want you to mention you have a program and you have resources. Do you mind mentioning a little bit about that? So that yeah, they can look that up and let them know how they can find those resources. Because I know every Friday you guys are doing webinars. That's nationally, I believe, correct? That's the correct. national one? Correct. And I know you guys have like a Facebook page that you guys offer a lot of resources. And if you could let everybody know how to find that information, because a lot of the information is free and kind of gets the mind going. And I'd like for that to be something that they can find as well. Absolutely. So like, especially if you're here in South Florida, we actually have a local coaching program where we teach you how to flip houses. That's a one-on-one -on -one mentoring and we put up 100% of the money for the deals and then we profit share with you. So some of our superstar students, they've done almost $2 million in profit. I've since actually doing met our them. I've actually yeah, met Harry some of Victoria. them and I've, and I've heard some of their success stories and yeah, some of them they're, come they're, from, I think one of them was a, like a government job. Their yeah. backgrounds are not real estate. And that's important for, to know for people to note as well. Some of their backgrounds are blue collar. Absolutely. And it can be done. And the common point for all these guys that are successful or students is it's about helping other people first. Put people first, do the right thing, educate them. So you know, when it's in foreclosure, we're giving them the right information. Our organization is called the Broward Real Estate Investors Association. So it's www.breia.com. We are doing a ton of webinars until, you know, this COVID-19. We usually do live events. Our organization, we are a chapter of National RIA. So National RIA is the organization that endorses real estate clubs. And we're the only approved chapter in Dade and Broward County. My colleague and my partner, Brian, is actually the president of National RIA for 2020. And he just got voted in Tuesday for 2021. So that's over 40,000 members, 120 chapters and affiliates. Our organization is, not only do we teach people anything you need for real estate, if you want to flip houses, you need contractors, title companies, hard money guys, you want to you know, use your self-directed IRA, which I'm doing now, to buy real estate. We literally are an organization that actually teaches people how to flip properties, but we're also an organization for resources. If you have questions, and then if you're also looking for investment properties, we have a 10,000 plus cash buyers list too. So we're like the hands-on guys. And you know, so, you know, we've been friends for 
gosh, almost like 12 years now, somewhere around there. I think I still had no hair back then, but uh, <laughs> so for us, it's been pretty exciting all the way through. And what I always tell people, there's enough room for everyone to make money. So, you know, when there are these programs out there that are teaching the secrets of this, there's no secrets. So that's what I always tell everyone. It's a lot of hard work. Do the right thing. Get very good at your craft, especially here in South Florida. You know, the idea is, you know, I always say people don't know you, don't like you, and now they got to trust you. Your reputation is the number one important thing. And I know you're a big believer that because I've seen you for what, almost 12 years, and it's all about reputation. It's always about doing the right thing for your clients. And, you know, for me, it's an honor for you even having me on because I'm super proud of how far you've come along to see your growth too. So I appreciate that very much. Thank you. I know that where we started and today, two totally (laughs) different. And it's all because of real estate. And part of that story, I know you, you know my story. I lost everything in 2007 and how to file bankruptcy. And real estate basically got me out of everything. I got to buy my parents a house, pay cash for it. There's a lot of people that were in the same situation as I was, both of us really. And the idea is, hey, we're all going to fall back a little bit. How are we going to get through this? You can't give up. Your why has to be very strong of why you're doing this. You know, I know you're passionate about your family and your kids. And it's your why. And you know, same thing for me is my family. If it's about making money, right? A lot of good days and bad days in our industry. Making money is not going to be the driving force. It's our family, our friends, and all these other things that are going to drive you on those bad days too. So I'm glad that you mentioned that because that's one of my biggest people first. And it's yeah. gotten me here today. I always say I want to be able to go to sleep at night. And Absolutely. in... Property management, there's days that are a little bit rough. Even as a commercial broker, sometimes you see things that you don't forget. You've seen it as well in wholesaling. There's a lot more to it than HGTV likes to show. There's a lot to real estate and I love it. I love everything I do. You're right. It's something that you just have to, you have to have more of a drive than just the money. There has to be more there, especially in property management. I've seen more people burn out in property management than I care to even discuss, but it really can be difficult. And it's really, really about, I really strongly believe if you put people first and if you have a strong enough mindset, I know it's something that a lot of people say, but you really have to have it in our industry. And I think especially in property management industry, because of all the things that you experience, because it's a people managing job. People can be draining. But I'll give you the other end of it is the satisfaction. When you get it done and you start seeing, you know, it changes our lives. Yeah. Yeah, When you help them. And I know for your clients, you're watching them grow because you've been doing this for a long time and and, have that conversation. Yes. When you see their portfolio grow and it's because (laughs) you helped them, it's the best. It's the best thing to see. They're like, okay, we're ready for another property. We're ready to sell this property and move up to something larger. And it's the best thing to see that, to know that you were a part of that and watching them make money and you make money. It's a win-win. And then they refer other people. The biggest thing, you know, the other caveat I know in our industry, everyone thinks it's a get rich quick thing. I was telling you, you're building a business, right? It's your reputation. This is not a get rich quick thing. And if you take it like that, you're going to burn out. You're not going to make any money and it's not going to work for you and all that other good stuff too. So. I'm so glad that you came on. The information you gave was really the resources. I can't wait to, I will make sure to put links so that everybody can uh, look you guys up. 
And we're doing a lot more webinars. We have a webinar coming up this Tuesday, actually, finding off-market properties. We got the following week, we got our hard money lenders. We have a panel and they've done over a billion dollars in transactions. So it's going to be a Q&A. And so there's a lot. And all these events are a big fat free. <laughs> That's what I was just about up. to say. How much does it cost? <laughs> yeah, That's amazing. Zero. Yeah, so it's zero. So yeah, you're going to want to check these things out. I want to make sure to mention this is if you're experienced or if you're even interested in getting into the industry. There's definitely opportunities in what you do. Absolutely. I mean, the funny part is, especially if they want to get new you know, into property management, what people don't realize, they only see you now, like your experience, you know what you're doing as a commercial broker. But we all started from nowhere <laughs> or with that fear button. Like, I don't, you know, I was joking. I was talking to someone the other day about filling out an as-is Florida far bar contract. And I remember the first time it took me like four hours <laughs> to fill out the contract. And I still filled it out wrong. <laughs> like, oh, sorry, I missed that button, that button, you know, and now, you know, you could probably have one of your kids in your arms feeding her and you're like, click, 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 contract on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whether it's a lease and sometimes those leases are 30 pages and you're kind of like nodding off, but you get it done. I can definitely do three things at once at least. <laughs> yeah, you're super mom and wife. <laughs> so, of course. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Please subscribe, share episodes, and leave us a review. Have a topic suggestion? Visit womendefiningrealestate.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time.